This is the Anxiety Wad Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Corey. As you can tell, there's new music once again. Uh, I like to keep things fresh and fun. Um, that last intro and the last few episodes really didn't feel like myself. Um, felt forced. So I took it out. Um, I, I spent a lot of years of my life trying to fit molds, try to fit in, try to be something that I was not, and it led to a lot of mental health issues. So whenever I find myself when something just isn't feeling right, um, I change it. And a lot of people notice that. <laughs> not necessarily because of the podcast, but just in my, my everyday life. Um, they find that things change often. I'm unique, um, especially with how colorful I dress, among other things. Um, but yeah, it, it's very important to stay true to yourself when something doesn't feel right. There's nothing saying that you have to keep it the way it is. Um, this is a podcast that I do for fun. It's something I do because I know it helps other people, but also it is a part of me. It is, I try to keep it authentic and as much me as possible. Now, the the topic that we talk about isn't necessarily a fun topic, um, but I'm going to try to get back into having a little bit more fun. I think when we're struggling with mental health, we take things so serious that we tend to miss out on some of that fun. Um, you know, our natural state is joy. And, and that's one of the most powerful things that stuck with me when I was healing and I was reading a lot of books and absorbing all this positive information. It was our natural state is joy. And, and it must have just been like the timing. Um, my, my consistency was, was there long enough where it just hit and it hit like a gong. And it was like, boom, before I was terrified, before I was fearful, I was happy. I was joyful. Now, if you really think back, if you think back as far as you can remember, there was a point in time that you were happy, right? You weren't scared. Everything didn't set you off. Things in life you could enjoy. And I got to a point in my life where I didn't even know what I liked anymore. Like I just quit dreaming. I quit setting goals. I quit exploring. I quit just creating anything in life. And and until recently, like I, I had still been doing that, trying to fit these molds. You know, professionally, I was I was at a point where I was putting on an act, and the music cut out. Sorry about that, but um, I side note, I got some feedback that I played music too much in the beginning, and so I just turned it off. Um, I'm going to try to play a little bit more music because I love music. Anyways, professionally, I, when I realized that I could be the same person at home as I was at work, it's because my company aligns with my own personal values. Now there's obviously a lot going on in the world right now. It's career change is probably not um, in your best interest at the moment if you still have a job. If you're one of those people that uh, coronavirus has affected these days, like my wife, um, my heart goes out to you. It's a difficult time and and part of my topic of discussion today will be uh, the coronavirus and, and what life looks like today. But I wanted to get back to staying true to yourself. I recently ordered some acrylic paints. I used to be pretty heavy into art and creating and all these different things that would have this outlet for these things that I would see in my mind. I'm a very visual person. And I've said this before on the podcast, but I I have like a photographic memory of any movie I've ever seen. And sometimes TV shows, not necessarily all of them, but pretty much any movie I can remember the whole movie. It's just weird. It's very useless and it doesn't serve me well unless we're doing trivia. So what I did is like, you know what, we're gonna have a lot of extra time. Everything's canceled anyways. So this is my chance to get back to who I really am and start creating again. 
Um, the first project I'm doing right now is just kind of a weird one. It just happened where um, I took my lifters, uh, my weightlifting shoes, spray painted them flat black, and now I'm painting them like a Deadpool kind of theme just for fun. I, I just, I didn't really think too much about it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just try this first one. What am I going to do? And originally it was going to be Iron Man, but I, I really don't like um, the maroon and gold together. I don't know why it has nothing to do with anybody's mascots. If that's what you're thinking, you know, it's some people that know me know from where I'm at, that has nothing to do with the Hancock owls or the cougars. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's the one I picked and I'm very rusty. Um, but I'm going to get back to painting more and creating more and staying true to who I am. I, I think that I've tried to play these different roles and I've had a lifetime where I was an athlete. I have had a, a lived a life where I was a Muay Thai fighter that thinking about that now is just hilarious because it is so far removed from who I actually am. I mean, I look physically like a fighter, but my nature and, and my, you know, my spirit and, and my heart is not one that likes to fight. Um, and, and so, you know, I've lived a lifetime of trying to be cookie cutter professional, like a salesman, like wear suits and, and it just doesn't fit for me. Um, I've, I've tried to, like, I, I have a lot of tattoos and I've always loved tattoos. And when I was a kid and I used to skateboard in fifth and sixth grade, I would draw tattoos on myself. I drew tattoos on myself all throughout basketball. And I, I've always just really loved that. And so denying that part of me and denying those parts of me that were different from the norm is what create a lot of mental health issues for myself. I, I didn't accept myself for who I was. And that seems to be a reoccurring theme for many people that are, are suffering from depression is they don't really feel, really feel like they fit in. They don't feel like they have value. They shame themselves. And my depression was um, partly because of my inability to get over my anxiety, but it was also part of my inability to accept myself for who I really was because it was so different. I recently had a conversation with um, my mentor, I will call him. <laughs> I'll just keep it at that so I don't give him away, but someone that is working with me to kind of further my professional career. And he, he kind of put it in a really um, interesting way. Cause I, I told him, I said, you know, I had a lot of noise growing up. I had a lot of noise because I learned differently. I thought differently. I really struggled with reading and reading comprehension. Um, I always had these things in my brain I wanted to create and I couldn't sit still and I had ADD and all these other things. And he's like, so, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, and it was just funny because if you know him, it, it's pretty hilarious. And I said, I said, well, I'll finish my story. And, and so I got back to it and I'm like, once I started playing sports, all that stuff got quiet. Because in sports, and if you've read anything about like flow state, and that's for me, all the noise was quiet. Everything slowed down. Everything became like a wheelhouse for me to kind of navigate these different tasks within sport. And so once I lost that as I grew up, I went on this crazy scavenger hunt or search for who I was and who my identity was from away from sports. Because they become, become so identified with that person that was able to silence the noise that as soon as sports were gone, that noise went to a 10. And so I tried all these different outlets like the, the um, kickboxing or, you know, after professional sports, it was like, okay, who am I? Like, what, I have this goal since I was seven. I remember saying this in, in the, the elementary 
locker room or the coach's office in the elementary locker room had a picture of a guy from the Raiders. I'm not really sure who it was, but I remember looking at that and saying, I'm going to play professional sports one day. I was at seven. My dad was up playing pickup basketball and we were down there while they were showering up and stuff. And I was just sitting in there. I remember saying that. And so I had this lifelong goal. I got very cold, very close and I, I don't have any regrets on how that all went. But once that was done, I was left with this noise and I, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just kind of like, you know, it's just noise. You know, I, I used to really try to just turn it off, but it's part of my brain. Like I, I found these other creative outlets. I found these other physical outlets of these, um, mental outlets of these certain discussions that I'll have, or this input that I'll bring into my brain that will help calm it down. But the search that I went on, it led to taking me farther away from who I truly was because of the feedback I got as a kid with all this noise in my head, I had a hard time in school. And so when I would try to use these outlets like art, I was pushed away from doing that. Like, you know, that's, you're not going to be able to have a career doing that is the thing that I heard the most, not necessarily from my parents. My parents were fantastic. They always encouraged me for all of my stuff. You know, they, as a parent now, I understand the struggle they had with me not sitting still, but they were always very encouraging. And so for me, my thing was like, okay, I don't need to really worry about anybody else's opinion, but my own, what is true to me? And that's what I've been focusing on now with this extra time is like, What's important to me? Obviously, I want to get better as a father and a husband, number one. Uh, that's just that's just something that is really important to me, and I want to get better at that. You know, I want to be there for my son and my daughter and, you know, be a better, better spouse for my wife and get better in those aspects. But, like, part of my spirit is this creative outlet. That's just part of who I am. And so getting back to that is just like it, the light bulb went off, and I'm, I'm pretty fired up about it. It's kind of surprising. And then again, it's not. And the reason it's not really that surprising is I, I would I go through these lists, and I you guys hear me talk about it all the time, is write down a list about X, Y, or Z. And I wrote down this list, and I took my own advice about these things that create joy in my life. And the first one was creating. Now that's creating content for you guys. You know, if, if you really follow me on social media, you know that I post all the time on that. That's like a form of creating. When I put up a post, like the little caption under there just comes to me as I'm doing it. I don't, it's not really thought out. I just start writing um, whatever kind of inspiration comes up. I just start writing. And so, you know, throughout those outlets, I'm going to do more of those things. Now, I don't know what that'll translate into this podcast, but I highly recommend with this extra time we've been gifted and we have been gifted time. We don't have to stay home. We get to stay home right now. depending upon your home situation, your thoughts behind your home situation are going to create your experience. Now, I understand that people can be alone. They can be in terrible relationships. They can have parents that are, you know, very mean. And so I get that point of it. But, you know, Viktor Frankl would be a good one for you to read about. He was in one of the concentration camps and came out and became this inspirational leader on positive thoughts. And um, he, he just, it sucks that you're in that position. It sucks that you lost your job. But it's also also a growth opportunity. And sometimes we don't realize that we've had a growth opportunity until they've come and gone. And right now, everybody is in the same situation. The people that are going to rise above are the ones that kind of take a step back. They take a step back and say, wait a minute. 
why am I really thinking about that? Like I have been gifted for me. This is, I'm speaking about myself. I've been gifted more time with my kids because there's going to become a time. My son's almost 10. My daughter's seven and a half that I'm going to be not as funny and I'm not going to be as cool. And they're going to be like, Oh, dad, uh, when they have their friends over. Right. And so I've been gifted this wonderful amount of time with my family, but I've also been gifted this time to mend some of those holes that are in my spirit. And it's so important, and it's so important for healing, is to remain true to yourself and, and allow yourself some space to get back to who you really are. And what I'm thinking for you guys is that if you're in a tough spot right now, start working on your thoughts. And this is this is a simple way to be creative: is to think of think of yourself as an observer in a movie, and What's playing on the screen are your thoughts and emotions. Because in realistically, in real life, realistically, in your day-to-day life, is a better way to put it, that's how life works. Like, you are not your thoughts, you are not your emotions. You feel those things, but they're temporary. Now, we try to, try to reach out from the audience and grab onto them and hold onto them and white-knuckle them. But we're the person that is sitting down watching these things. So what I want you to do is take some time to do a self-portrait, whatever means you want to do that in pencil, pen, paints, acrylics, watercolors. You could, I don't know, do it on Procreate, on your iPad, whatever. Or you could write it out verbally or like by words and just describe it, however your brain works. But write down who that observer is away from the thoughts, away from the emotions. Because when you do your morning meditation, I want you to think about that person. When you have time to think and you're anxious, think about that observer. Think about the person behind the curtain. Because that's who you really are. We get so trapped into hanging on to these thoughts, hanging on to these emotions, that we lose sight of who we truly are. I've been there. I, I mean, I, it's, it still happens to me today. I get wrapped up in these thoughts and, and you know, someone that's, that's um, a germaphobe, it's gotten better for me because I know what I can control and what I can't control. But still, like with something like this, I'm sure there's people that are listening right now that are terrified because of the germs, right? You know, think about Howie Mandel. That's and and he's someone that I, I really, I really enjoy because he is OCD and he is a germaphobe and he has anxiety. But someone that he won't even shake hands with people when there there's not a pandemic. People like that are really struggling right now. So just, you know, among other things that I'm going to talk about, send out some positive vibes to those people. There's people that have it much worse than you right now. I'm not saying that your situation isn't bad, but there are people that are in the hospital right now that are struggling to breathe. So on top of drawing out this observer, what I want you to do is write down a list of 20 things that you are grateful for right now, no matter how small. Even if it's just like I opened up my eyes this morning. May not have gotten out of, bed, out of bed, but I opened up my eyes. They're working. I'm breathing. Now, even if you're a little sick, you're still breathing. You're still alive. I want you to figure out 20 things. Only 20. And the more often you do things like that, the more often that you're going to see the things to be grateful for. And so one of those things on the list can be, okay, this is my picture of who I am underneath these thoughts, underneath these emotions. This is who I really am. And the stronger you can build that observer, 
the more likely you're going to be able to survive your next panic attack. The more likely you're going to be able to get through, even if you're terrified, situations that do terrify you. And so my main priority when I get up and do my morning ritual is to build that person up. It's, it's a workout for my mind to make that strong person stronger. Because when the you-know-what hits the fan, that's the one that's going to catch me. It's not the thoughts. It's not the emotions. Those are the ones that are going to rock the boat. But your observer, that's the one that is steering and paddling the boat. Really think about that. When you're terrified, is it really you that is terrified? And it may be very hard, and I understand this more than anybody, to separate yourself from terror, to separate yourself from sadness, to separate yourself from all these thoughts that we have. But behind all that, there is a person that is observing that. You know when you're terrified. You know when you're sad. And oh my God, I'm in a closet and a purse just fell behind me. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm not even kidding. It just all of a sudden fell. I'm the only one in the room. So that was interesting. So maybe that's, uh, you know, the universe or God or whoever uh, telling me that I'm on, I'm hitting something that, that might be touching on a few people's hearts. And so the observer, that's the one that's going to pull you out of the quicksand. That's the one that's going to throw you a rope. That's the one that's going to, when the waves are crashing, they're going to come with a, a buoy and throw it to you and you're going to be able to keep your head above water. Because life will happen and no amount of worry, panic is going to stop things in your life from happening. But it's just like if a tsunami comes and you have to run, if you haven't been practicing running or your cardio capacity, you're going to struggle to survive. And so when the waves of fear and anxiety or the waves of life, which we're going through right now, come in, how much have you prepared yourself mentally? Now, it, it, you can start at any point. It doesn't mean that it's too late. It just means that start today. Okay, step back, look at that picture and be like, what are the characteristics of this observer? Aside from the anxiety, aside from the depression, aside from the mental health, what is behind those things? Who is behind those things? And then start writing down these characteristics that describe you. Go to Google if you can't think of any off the top of your head. I went to Google to figure out my values. Now they've evolved over the years, but just go to Google and start. Right? I'm creative. I, I enjoy laughing. I enjoy humor. I enjoy building other people up. You know, I enjoy being a father. I enjoy being a husband. But who I am deep down is I'm happy. I'm a joyful person. I like to dance. I like to sing. I like to create. And so I need to get back to more of those things because now that we've been gifted time, you realize how busy you have been and how much you've gotten away from those things that really tug at your heartstrings, that really make your soul shine, that bring the light into your life, that just create joy. We've been given time, people. And I understand that it's crazy out there right now. I, I just... There's so much going on and, and I, I'm so, my heart, it goes out to you if you are someone that is, like I said, a germaphobe and you're really struggling, please contact me. Like, I I'm, I think I got another two weeks here. I'm offering free coaching. Um, so contact the, the show at anxietywad at gmail.com and for the next two weeks, I'll just help you out free of charge. We'll just go back and forth and, and you know, if you're having panic attacks especially, um, let me know. I'll do what I can to help you out. Because I remember 
when my brother got cancer and my aunt had cancer already and my grandma had just died of cancer, I pretty much self-diagnosed myself as having cancer. You know, it eventually became true, but who knows if that's a manifestation or not, but I get it. This health stuff is crazy, especially if you're someone that tunes in. Every little cough, every little sneeze, every little hot flash, you're like, uh-oh, here we go, I've got coronavirus. Yet, it is simply just a thought. What you need to do is step back and be like, okay, what's true and real right now? Let's reset and try again. That's just a thought. Let it flash up on your screen and move on. Just like a commercial. A commercial is just like a thought and emotion. You know, it cranks up the volume and takes away from the show that you're into. You kind of wish you could just fast forward it, but you can't. So think of thoughts and emotions as commercials. Whatever you need to do to label those things to move on. And again, with coronavirus going on right now, go to the CDC. Stay off the mainstream media. Stay off Twitter for sure, man. Twitter's crazy right now. And then try to stay off social media for your information. You know, and, and return to those things that make you happy. And then the last thing I'll talk about is community. Right now, it's, it's, it's super hard to be with the people that um, kind of helped you and lifted you up. You know, we're away from people. We're, you know, doing the social distancing. But reach out. You know, the, the world we live in is much different than it was 20 years ago. You know, people are one message away, one text away, one FaceTime away. Be creative with your uh, interactions. Have a FaceTime date. Have a FaceTime game night. One thing I'm thinking about doing is calling up people and having, um, you know, do your best five dad jokes. <laughs> Just get them on FaceTime and say stupid dad jokes. How crazy would that be? Or fun would that be, you know? But, you know, when you are suffering with mental illness, it's very internal. It's very intrinsic. It's very I and... When you bring other people into that space, it becomes we. And when I posted something today, it says when I becomes we, even illness becomes wellness. And so another part of your healing is going to be letting other people into your world. Um, it may take a few people to find the right person, but you only need one right person. Uh, the, the thing about anxiety is the more people that have eyes on it, the less power it has over us. It's just like naming it in, in, the, in the moment. Like, oh, we're, we're, there's my stupid anxiety rearing its ugly head again. Or there's my anxiety. Hello. Or isn't that interesting? That's an interesting thought. And just be casual about it. Be, be um, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird what's going on right now because of the social aspect of it. And I think that, you know, if you're, if you're socially anxious, it's probably like a home run for you. Like <laughs> we were laughing about the other night is like, not much has changed for us socially. Um, our socialization was going to the gym, so that's the biggest change. Um, but we're figuring out we're going to do Zoom meeting as a as a gym, and we're going to have classes that way. And we're going to. I just did the test run of that, and I got to see about twenty people. Get creative on how you talk to your friends and family, and maybe it's just that this is the time to be like, okay, I'm going to be brave, and I know that I trust this person. I'm going to talk to them about my mental health. Be like, you know what, I'm just. I don't know what the answer is, but I want you to know that this is going on. You don't have to try to fix it. But in the situation where I'm anxious, which happens this time, this time, or this time, this is what I need from you. Because most people are going to try to help you because by nature, 
we, we, you know, we, we're nurturing. Um, most normal people have some sort of empathy and compassion. And so we don't like when other people are suffering. So just within that space, they're going to try to fix it. And so what you do is you, you lead with the fact that I don't need you to fix it. I need your ear and I need your shoulder to lean on. And this is how that works in these situations. Get as specific as possible because the right person is going to remember that because the right person loves you because the right person doesn't like to see you suffering just as much as you don't like suffering. And if you can't find that person, keep searching. There is one person out there that can be that person for you. If you look hard enough, it may be terrifying to open up and feel vulnerable, especially if you've been, you know, a victim of, you know, violence or a sexual crime or something like that. It's very hard to open yourself up and feel vulnerable, but it is vital to healing. Vulnerability will help anxiety lose its power over you. It's the scariest thing you can do is feel vulnerable again, because you always feel vulnerable, but it's just a person. Worst case scenario is they don't get it. Then you're not in much different place than you already are. You just practice vulnerability and that's a huge step in healing. So you can chalk that up to a victory. It's not a failure because someone else doesn't get it. That's on them. You flexed your muscles and said, I'm going to talk to this person. And every time you flex your muscles in this space of anxiety, you get stronger. Because then you'll have reference to be like, well, yeah, I did it with such and such, and it didn't go so great, but I did it. Right? You can do this stuff. You just got to keep opening up, tipping toe, tip, tippy, tippy toeing, tiptoeing into the water, and just allowing yourself some freedom to say, hey, I struggle in these situations. Right now with the coronavirus, I'm struggling because I feel like I already have it, or I feel like my cough is getting worse, or I feel like I can feel this pressure on my chest. And it's one of the symptoms is shallowness of breathing. And one of the symptoms is X, Y, and Z. And and right now, what I need from you is this. And for those of you that are listening that don't have anxiety, what I just did is pretty much what goes on in any person's mind that has anxiety. It's what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, and then yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I have it. 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 And you can't slow it down. Until you have built up that observer strong enough to say, oh, 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 wait a minute. That's an anxious thought. Let's reset. Let's try again. Okay. It's just a thought. It's not true. Because what I know right now is I don't have it. I haven't had a positive test. Let's reel it back. Let's try again. Okay. Did I do anything that would cause me a cough? And I, I, it's funny, I had this the other day when I was working out, sometimes when you work out at super high intensity, you get kind of a burning throat, especially because we're doing it in our garage and it was like 40 degrees out. And so I start coughing. I'm like, oh crap, my throat hurts. And then I was like, oh crap, who was I around that might've had the coronavirus? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've been working home from home for like two weeks. You just worked out in the garage. That's probably why your throat is burning, right? And it's obviously I'm fine now, but like, I still do it to this day. It's like, hold up, reset, let's back up. Let's really think about this. And the reason I can do that is because I've spent so much time building up that observer. It's like, I'm sitting in the audience and this stuff is going across the screen and I can be like, okay, I'm going to turn the channel. I can turn down the volume. I can put it on mute. I can fast forward. And it's because I've built up that observer. All right. So in recap, 
focus on the person behind your thoughts and emotion. That's the most important person that you can build up. You know, we, we spend enough time building up our fearful thoughts and our worry. Those things are stronger than anything right now. And it's like the old saying, which wolf will win in a fight? Well, it's the one that you feed. And right now we're feeding fear and we're feeding anxiety. And because that's the one that we've been feeding, that's the one that has been winning. So if we take a step back and start feel, feeding that observer more often than not, eventually that one is going to be the one that lifts you up. That's going to be the one that pulls you out of the quicksand, that pulls you out of the water, that pulls you out from behind the shadows to give you strength. The observer is also the one that you need to explore and get back to being yourself. Get creative. You know, we're creative people by nature and some more so than others artistically, but creating doesn't have to look the same for everybody. You know, for me, I can't go out and like write a book. I could probably speak into a microphone and dictate a book, but I couldn't just sit down and write a book, just like I can't sit down and read a book. You know, I've done it when I was laid up with surgery and on medication, but <laughs> I was kind of forced to do it. It really struggled. But what I can do is I can listen to books and I can speak into a microphone. Some days more than, more, uh, you know, better than others. And I, I mess up my words and I don't say things correctly, but that's just who I am. So get back to yourself. Write down like a list of 10 things that are most appealing to you to do while you have this extra time or write down 10 things that most define you and, and do more of those things and do those, do that list after you have done your self portrait of your observer. I would love to have you guys shoot me at those. And, you know, obviously if you shoot those to me, I'll ask you if I can share them on our story, but that would be fantastic. If you could do your self portrait of your observer and send them in, maybe I'll do one and I'll just post it. For those of you listening to this episode, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do my own since I have paint now and I can kind of get back into the swing of things. <laughs> Side note, the shoe project is really showing me like how rusty I am. But anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get back to doing a self portrait here. And, and, you know, it's probably going to be something to do with the beach. Uh, probably not surprising to any of you. So yeah, that, that is the episode for today. Return to yourself, build up that observer to your portrait Focus on what you can control and reach out to someone that can lift you up and that you can lean on. I thank you for joining me again. I'm going to get back into a regular schedule and let me know if there is anything that you want me to cover. I'll do my best to do so and have yourself a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. And please keep coming back, guys. We're going to figure this out, I promise. We'll see you later. 